Joe, Joe, Joey, Jojo, what can I say? I can't believe I've missed your 400th episode. I knew it was coming. I was all ready to send you a congratulatory message, and I completely dropped the ball. I hope you can forgive me. Uh, it's incredible that you've you've come this far. I mean, we started around the same time, and I'm still floundering around in those early 200s. But look at you, 400 and two now would it be so congratulations on your 402nd episode or as my daughter would say your 402th episode as a wise man once said peace out man it has been a few days since i initially recorded this episode but the the air quality here and maybe you can sort of hear it in my voice i don't know but the air quality here has just been awful for the past week at one point at time of recording it's friggin' the middle of october 2022 uh and on like the 18th or 19th at one point in the day seattle had the worst air quality of anywhere in the entire fucking world <laughs> anywhere in the entire world not the country not the hemisphere the goddamn world and it's been it's been rough uh it started raining today a little bit so it's better out there but yeah, so that's where I've been. I've been laying low, feeling like shit, headache, eye itching, nose bogging me, lungs bothered me. But today's a little better, so we're back. Um, <laughs> I in this episode, I I, I remember <laughs> I talk about me uh, reading "Time of the Twins" by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. Um, the second set of books in the Dragonlance series of books you know there's the original i think in the recordings i say original trilogy but i think there was four of them because there's four seasons so each one of those four books is named after a season the first one i think is dragons of autumn twilight that's the one i remember the most um and yeah time of the twins is the first book in a series called legends which follows the original four book trilogy quadrility quadrility what's a four piece called i don't know a four piece anyway so i talk about that uh the first half i i talk about the first half then i have some calls from jason and uh yeah you just <laughs> you just heard spencer there which awesome spencer thank you so much for that um yeah again sorry <laughs> I put this episode together three or four days ago and then just fell off the map. So it's all just coming back to me. But thank you for that awesome call, Spencer. I appreciate it. Yep, 402, man. Still going strong. I have no idea why, but I'm still <laughs> I'm still here, man. You know, I think 200, you mentioned you were in the 200, Spencer, and how you and I had started pretty much around the same time. 200 is a perfectly reasonable place to be 400 is a, where a crazy person would be so yeah feel good about 200 man <laughs> so yeah that's it uh i'm gonna start off by talking about time of the twins then jason's got some stuff to say oh yeah and then i forget i forgot we have a we have a complaint not my first ever complaint, but a complaint from a first-time caller, Karen from the UK. So we'll take that one up uh, after Jason's call. But first, we're going to talk some fiction. We're going to talk about some D&D &D fiction, because I love it. Or do I? 
here's the thing. I just started rereading Time of the Twins by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, which is the first book of the second trilogy of the Dragonlance series. So there's the first trilogy, which is like Dragons of Autumn Twilight and Dragons of Winter Fire. I don't remember all their names. Um, and then there are the second trilogy, which is called Legends, and it's all about Raceland and Caraman, twin brothers. Raceland is the gothiest goth to ever goth, super awesome, badass wizard, and Caraman is his warrior brother. And yeah, I read this book as a kid and loved it. I didn't read the next books in the series, but... I wanted to, and I've tried to go back to that because back then I actually read the physical book. I've tried to read this book again as an adult on audio, and the narrator is just a bummer. <laughs> and so I bounced off it hard, hard, because uh, generally I'm cool with narrators. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be great, but... This guy, his readings of Raceland and of Lord Soth and of Kitty Ara are just terrible because this narrator does not have a drop of darkness in his body anywhere. I don't even think he's ever seen dark before. He's reading like three super edgelord, gritty, goth dark characters and just reading them like they're fucking goddamn Paddington Bear or something. I don't know. It's just like, oh, la, 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 la. and it, it makes it so hard to stay in the world because Raceland is such a badass. Like he just, in the scene that just happened, it's Raceland, his sister, Kitty Ara, who is a dragon high Lord, this evil, general dragon high lord and lord soth who is a super powerful death knight and they're having this meeting in a super haunted crazy forest that raceland controls because he's just super badass and lords they have this conversation lord soth just lists all the spells he knows <laughs> he just lists all of the D D spells he knows and it's hilarious and then he's like yeah but you're the best <laughs> To Raceland, and it's just like, yep, he is. And so at the end, as the meeting's breaking up, Raceland's like, Kitty Ara, because Raceland and Kitty Ara are brother and sister. Um, Raceland and Karaman are twins, and Kitty Ara is their sister. So he's like, Kitty Ara. And she turns around, and he's like, I've been told that when I was a baby, you saved my life, and for that, I owe you. And she's like, yeah, because she's remembering back to him being a sick baby and her nursing him and everything. And then he just drops some cold-ass line about, well, <laughs> I killed so-and-so who totally would have killed you, and now you're alive, so I don't owe you anything anymore. We're square. And it's just like, damn, Raceland. <laughs> That's your sister, cold-blooded. Because she, she's all about, she's like, Raceland, together you and I can rule the world. And he's just like, get out of here with that shit. <laughs> I got better things to do than rule the freaking world. Oh, I love it, man. Raceland, he is the best. And I just wish, 
I wish it was somebody else reading him. It's so sad to me. It's so sad. Raceland is not a My Little Ponies character. Oh, God damn. But I just, that's what I wanted to talk about for a second. So, yeah. You know, this book I like a lot better than... Because I tried to reread the first trilogy again, the Dragon of, Dragons of Autumn Twilight books. And yeah, I did not, I did not jive with those books anymore. I loved them as a kid. I read all three of them and loved it. But going back, I was just like, Ooh, no, I don't, I don't like it. It was just, <laughs> I don't know. It felt like too much of a kid's book or something. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't, I bounced off it hard, but this one it's, it's pretty badass. Granted, you can skip the first five chapters. Like, if you read the prologue, um, you can skip the first five chapters and start in chapter six, and you'd be totally fine. You would not miss anything important. Um, Trust me. (laughs) I wish I would have done that. But other than that, it's pretty sweet, man. Raceland's just cool, and having a whole book about Raceland is just really, really cool. Except for this narrator. His name is Axe. Axe something. His first name is Axe. I want to ask him a question. Why does he suck at talking like Raceland? <laughs> That's my question. Alright, let's see what's going to happen next, because I don't know. Okay, it's now a couple days later. I finished The Time of the Twins. But before we get into my final thoughts, like I said, I have some calls from Jason that I want to get to. And then that one from Karen. Um, Because she has a rightful complaint, man. She filed a complaint. It's rightful. We'll talk about it. But first up, we got Jason. Uh, What you got, Jason? Oh, he's got a bunch of stuff from episode 400. So he's going to talk about the ICRPG scenario, the Halloween-themed ICRPG scenario that he ran, um, which you'll hear should be coming out soon. He'll talk about dragons in cyberpunk and if they could use cybernetics or not. Uh, And then he'll go on to talk about my final thoughts from episode 401 where I talked about the main thing that I've learned so far during OSR October by listening to everybody's awesome episodes Bandits Keep uh, Spencer Keep Off the Borderlands Clerics Wear Ringmail The Red Caps Down in a Heap uh, I think Evil Jeff Minions and Musings Jason Nerds RPG Variety Cast and anybody else I neglected to mention, all your awesome episodes on RPG, sorry, OSR October. What I've gathered so far is there's not a big difference between OSR and non-OSR games. Uh, the the divide is it's perceived bigger than it actually is. Uh, is what I'm discovering. And I think that's a good thing. So yeah, Jason's got a lot to say about a lot of different topics, but let's let's get into them. Hey Joe, Jason here, just listen to 401 Wrathful Recap. Yeah, there's a guy on well there's a person on the um 
Runehammer Forums and on Discord, Likey, who wrote that scenario that you guys ran or played in Pumpkin Circus. I don't, I think they're going to put it out free once it's all done, just free for everybody. I don't think it's going to be sold, but it will be out there and available, and, and I'll follow up once that's the case. You guys did a great job in that. And, and yeah, ICRPG, because you have time. It, it's really one of those things. You have timers, so you have a time constraint. So you're against the clock. So, you know, maybe there's 20 things you can do in each scene, but really you only have time to do 16 of those. So you have to decide, you know, which 16 are the most important kind of thing, right? So it, 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 it definitely requires teamwork and, and thinking outside the box. And it's a really fun game. As far as the dragon thing, yeah, but can magical creatures interact with cyberware or are there negative effects to that? You know, that's something Shadowrun looked at a little bit. Um, I don't know. It depends on your world. I mean, the thing is, dragons aren't real. Cyberpunk is real. So there you go. Now, as far as backstories, I look forward to your backstory episode. I was calling in about something else, and I don't know what. Damn it. Oh, OSR. So, you, you know me. I'm more old school than OSR, you know, because I like – all the games, Tunnels and Trolls and Boot Hill and not just D&D games. And in fact, if I'm going to play a D20 fantasy game, it's not going to be D&D. It's going to be Dungeon Crawl Classics, which is a derivative of D&D, definitely. Um, but, you know, if, I'm, if I have my choice in the kind of fantasy game play, I'm going to play Barbarians Lemuria, right? But or that's what I'm going to run, I should say. I mean, I'm happy, I'll am i happily play whatever. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun in Pathfinder. Lots and lots of fun. My monk is really coming out in his own now. I mean, one thing you didn't mention, or maybe you mentioned, but that queen didn't get a, an attack, or she she didn't land a hit the entire time. And we, we wrapped her up and took her out without an issue. You know, our characters are, are getting pretty good. Now, we're going to get pretty cocky, and you're going to throw something big against us and fuck us up. But, you know, that'll be fun, too. Now, as far as OSR, though, I think, you know, one big difference is the idea where the GM is, left to make those rulings over rules like you're talking about compared to some systems. And really, Pathfinder is one of those systems, like 3.5, where they've taken a lot of power away from the GM by codifying everything because players don't trust GMs. Um, people like Arnold Walker, you know, don't trust GMs, and, and so they want everything to be transparent and the GM to be constrained by rules. So that's the difference. Cool. That that adventure is going to be free. It's awesome. Uh, I'll I'll do my best to keep folks posted. I'm sure Jason will let people know too when that actually comes out. Because like I've said before, it is a really really fun Halloween themed scenario that I I really recommend a lot. It was it was a blast to play. Um, yeah. As far as dragons using cybernetics, of course they could. Uh, there's no reason why they wouldn't be able to. I don't. I don't know why having magic would stop you from using technology. Um, yeah, I think you could use magic to enhance technology, actually. But you know, I wish. I wish cyberpunk was real. Like I said before, we have most of the bad stuff from cyberpunk, with very little of the good stuff. Like, where are my cybernetic eyes, dude? I want to see into the infrared, you know. I want a targeting scope in my eyes. I want my eyes to be able to change colors and patterns. I ain't got no cyber eyes. Give me a cyberletic leg. Cut off my bad knee and give me a sweet cyber leg that I could, like, have a holster in. And it would be cool. I could kick stuff super hard. <laughs> and so, yeah. 
dude. I don't know. I think they could. But you also, at the end there, you had more stuff to say about my thoughts on the OSR. However, there is a part two to Jason's call, so let's get to that right now. So just quick part two to that, and and I'm kind of giving Arlen, – Arlen's talked about it in his show before and talked about it in my show before too. I mean, I'm, I'm not calling Arlen out because there are some GMs that are just bad GMs, and, and they make bad calls, you know. And usually it's less experienced GMs, but there are some experienced GMs that just – want to railroad you through their story and won't give you, and even if you want to do something reasonable, they won't let you do it because it ruins their story, right? But I think there's a big push in a lot of games, modern games, to take away the GM's power. You, you know, even look at, like, these games with a metacurrency, with GM metacurrency. No, you can't activate that villain's power unless you build up enough metacurrency. You know, screw that. You know, no, you can't have the dragon breathe until you have three doom accumulated. You know what I mean? I, I I have problems with that. So there, there is a difference there between the idea of rulings over rules and the GM having the power to do. Now, that power, with that power comes responsibility because the GM ultimately should be an arbiter, but the GM should be a fan of the players. It doesn't mean you give anything to the players, but you're not trying actively to kill the players. If, if the monsters you need to play the monsters smart, and if they kill the characters, they kill the characters. But you, as the GM, secretly are rooting for the players, right? And um, but some of these game systems really want to tie the GM hands, and, and I think that's the difference between some games and, and OSR games. But I don't know; it's it's hard to really codify it because OSR is a meaningless term right now. So until we have OSR means something, and it's not just flat. As long as OSR is on Troika and OSC. And you, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I realize some people say, oh, what's a mindset? Not a game style, not a rule style. Okay. But if it's a mindset, even there you have discrepancies. So in, until you have, you're using meaningful terms, it's hard to have a conversation. Anyhow, congrats on 401. Great job. We'll get to episode 401 and I will talk to you soon. I haven't played or read any of those games where the GM needs to build up stuff to use the monster's special abilities at all. Um, so I, I, I can't really speak on those. But I will say, I don't know that rules take away the power of the GM. I mean, there are rules in the early versions of the game. Does that mean that took away their power? No, I, I, you know, there are rule people in power should have rules to their power. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I don't think I have any less power as a GM, whatever that means, over our, our Pathfinder game than any other OSR referee or whatever has over their game. I, I do, I don't think that's the case. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. There are more rules, but I don't think that takes away any of the power. Um, I think it takes away some of the capriciousness of it, but not any of the power. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't I still don't see a difference, man. Like and like you, Jason, like you, I am a fan of old school games. I like old school games. Um it's just, you know, I don't know. I, I think the the making a niche hobby even more niche, I, I think it's an unnecessary thing. 
you know, I don't know. There are people out there that don't think that, and that's totally cool. I just find it unnecessary. We all play role-playing games. That's what we do. Um, you know, we like this hobby. We like collaborative games. So, yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. I don't think I have any less power because there are more rules. Uh, so, yeah. But, you know... We go from that to a complaint. That's right, folks. I got, is it my first? No, it's definitely not my first ever complaint. But it might be my first official complaints. <sighs> from a first-time caller, UK Karen. Uh, so, yeah. UK Karen, take it away. Hello. Is this the customer services line? I, I wish to make a complaint. In episode 399, a certain goblin henchman left a message accusing a Mr. Safer Fantasy Crafting of having a Glaswegian accent. Now, as a Glaswegian myself, I can categorically say that we do not sound like each other whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, I hope going forward more care is taken in disseminating this kind of untruth and that certain oversights of this nature will not be allowed to go to air uh, uh, again in future going forward yeah, in, in the subsequent episodes. Uh, you're right, ma'am. You are absolutely right. My humblest and deepest apologies. I will work better in the future to ensure that nothing like that ever happens again. As we all know, I am a master of accents, both at performing them and differentiating them. And I, I, I let you down. I let you down, ma'am. And I apologize for that deeply and humbly. <laughs> God damn it, Spence. <laughs> I love you so much, man. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, let's uh let's get into my conclusion of my thoughts on Time of the Twins. Okay, so it's two days later since my initial recording about Time of the Twins, and I am finished with Time of the Twins. <laughs> I did it. That narrator, man, he makes it tough, but I got through it. I don't know why. <laughs> right? Like, the, it, it's such a cool... Parts of it are a very cool story. Parts of it I don't really enjoy. Like, for instance... One of the main characters, Karaman, the twin brother of Raceland, I find to be just a completely unsympathetic character, even though you're supposed to sympathize with him. You're really supposed to, but I, I just don't. I don't buy his motivations. I don't like his self-pitying ways. I just, yeah, just, he bugs the shit out of me. Um... Yeah, so I don't know. Will I go on to book two? 
Test of the Twins, I think, is the next one. I don't know. Maybe. I'm sort of invested a little bit, but... Yeah, it, it's... Ugh, Margaret Margaret Weiss, man. She's awesome. She is a pretty cool writer, but just some of the stuff, it's just... I don't know. Like, her depictions of gully dwarves, uh, I, I just find fairly despicable. <laughs> it's just gross the way she... Just any non-human, humanoid race, uh, she makes talk, like, really stupid. Like, me so hungry, me, me. It's, it's just that dumb, idiotic way that, I don't know, certain certain creative people have non-intelligent creatures talk like. Uh, that just bugs me to no end. And then there's this whole bit in there, basically the moral of it, of this one section towards the end of the book, it's basically slavery isn't so bad. (laughs) Like, that's basically what she's saying. Like, oh, you know, yeah, sure, he got forced into being a slave, but it got him in good shape again. He got strong again. So it's, it's not so bad. It's just a little slavery. It's fine. And it's just like, ooh, Margaret, come on, man. And then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, these books were written a long time ago. Well, I mean, not really. Back in the 90s. And they're, they're fine. And Margaret Weiss is a very nice person and wasn't trying to say anything bad. But it's just like, oh, come on, you're going to put... You're going to have slavery be a big part of the second half of this book. And your main takeaway is that slavery isn't so bad and it can make you physically strong. (sighs) Yeah, not really. Not really the best message about slavery to send, I guess. Oh, man, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It was it's a fine book. Uh, some awesome ideas for high-level play, high-level campaign play. It's also very old-school. You know, it's steeped in old-school D&D. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's such a and d book that I, there's a part of me that loves it. There is a part of me that does love it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I'll go on to book two, but I just wanted to wrap it up. <sighs> Raceland... He's the only one. He's a dick, right? He's a dick. But at least his motivations are relatively clear. Um, And they're, you know, they're honest. (laughs) At least he's honest. I don't know. But then there's stuff like, you know, in in my initial recording earlier in this episode, I talked about... Uh, Raceland and his interaction with the city with his sister Kittyara and how Kittyara wanted Raceland to like rule the world and Raceland was like that's stupid I don't want to do that um and sort of mocked his sister for even wanting that and then later on when he finds out that his sister sort of not really but kind of betrayed him he's like oh dear sister I could have given you everything, but now I won't. And it's like, you already told her you wouldn't give her any of those things. You think they're stupid. 
and then sort of his motivation is to kind of rule the world, at least what he's hinted at. He wants to be as powerful as the gods, and why not? I don't know. It's just... It's just crazy. I, oh, man. I'm so conflicted about book two. Will I do it? I don't know. I do like Tasselhoff. I do like him. He's a little annoying, um, but not so bad. He's really not so bad. Uh, like the comic relief he provides isn't very good. I don't. <laughs> I don't know that Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman are great at writing comedy, but I, I like him. I like I like Tasselhoff. Um, and I kind of do want to see what happens with him and with Raceland, but everyone else in the story just sucks. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. That's where I am with Time of the Twins. Um, an interesting read, not super long. I wish I would, I thought of it at the very end. I wish I would have thought of it sooner, uh, to spet, to set the playback faster. So I ended up listening to it at one and a half times and that helped. <laughs> That helped. And if I go on to book two, I'll definitely do that. But yeah, have any of y'all read Time of the Twins? I don't know if any of you had. Um, but if you have read them, what do you think? What do you think of them? I don't know. Should I go on to book two? <sighs> Choices, man. Choices. Anyway, let me get <laughs> let me get out of here. I checked that dude acts something. I forget his first, the narrator I'm talking about of Time of the Twins. He does all three of them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have like infinity credits on Audible right now, so it's not like it would cost me any money. <sighs> but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Special big thank you to Jason and Spencer for those amazing, amazing messages. Um, yeah, it's it's been a crazy day. It was going pretty smooth. I placed a grocery order, and then as the delivery person was dropping off my order, she thought it'd be an awesome move to drop the gallon of milk in the street thus exploding it and creating lake cow milk dude it was such a goddamn mess and i'm still out of milk <laughs> i had to pull out the hose and it, it, it was just oh man my hose doesn't reach the street from the house really it was it was just an ordeal a friggin' ordeal and i still don't have any milk to show for it but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, no, no use crying over spilled milk, right? That's the literal definition of what I'm doing right now is crying over spilled milk and it's not helping anything. <laughs> but I thought I would share that with you all. Um, but yeah, you know, hopefully the rest of the day will go a little smoother. Work's chugging along. I'm just taking a little lunch break right now record this and uh say thanks for listening and thanks for being cool so i'm gonna get out of here and i'll talk to you all soon
take care of yourself, take care of other people, and until next time, peace out. A quick addendum here to say that while I was putting this together, I saw a banner on Anchor that I couldn't get rid of that said there's some sort of default question that's added to my episode on Spotify. If you listen to this on Spotify, I'm not asking like whatever question shows up in the description. That's not for me. I just want to say I don't know how to turn that off. I don't even know if it's a thing. So if you do listen on Spotify, let me know. Is there some weird question in the description for this? If if there is, that really fucking pisses me off. Anyway, <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs>